unattached. So uh, during COVID, like a lot of other people, I started rethinking my kids' education. And I, I really realized for the first time just what a waste of time most of it was. It's incredible. Why is it that we don't really think about what a waste of time it is? I, I think I know the answer. It goes like this. We're not paying for it directly, right? If you were paying all a cart for your kids' education, you would not pay for some of the dumb stuff. You would pay more for the stuff that they really like or interested in and are good at. And there's no way you would pay as much as you are now, right? A kid's education on average in the United States is something like $15,000 a year. $15,000 a year. Now you might think, well, that's less than college, but they're not living there. <laughs> right? And and probably they're in, you know, have bigger class sizes and less fancy campuses and, and all these kinds of things. This is just like going to your local neighborhood school, $15,000 per student. You sometimes hear, oh, all of the, the resources have been taken away from our schools. It's completely not true. They've been getting more and more and more, even in real dollars, for decades. It shot up in the late 80s and has just kept on going up and up and up and up. uh, Teachers are paid more. School districts have more resources, more money. They spend all of it. And uh, there's no end in sight. It just keeps climbing higher and higher. And what are we getting for it? What are we getting for it? I saw a tweet the other day. It said uh, something like, Oh, I used to say, when am I ever going to use this thing in school in the real world? But now I know that I play Mary Has a Little Lamb on the recorder almost every day. Right? Like, it's a joke, but it's also true. How much of what we learn in school is really valuable, right? Valuable in any sense of the word, any sense of the word. I I was talking to a a man the other day who's a senior developer for Target Corporation, works on their, the the back end of their website. And I asked him, you know, you're in a very high tech field. He's at the top of his game. How much math do you use, right? What, What level of sophistication do you use in your math? He said, very seriously to me, in more than 10 years, I've never used anything more than arithmetic. Now, that's, that's incredible, right? Uh, that's, that means that he's using at most seventh grade math. Now, obviously, there are people that do more than that, but how many, right? Like, how many people actually use calculus, right? E- even most engineers don't actually use calculus, right? Uh, a few economists, a few engineers, sure, mathematicians, fine. We're talking about small single digits, Right. And even for them, most of them don't use it in the way that we are taught in school. Right. They're not doing proofs. It's only mathematicians that are doing proofs of anything for the most part. Right. If you're using it in like a useful function for society, you're not doing the kind of look. My kids, how many times have I seen them work through factoring polynomials? 
right? I, I know my daughter, this is the fourth year in a row when she's factoring polynomials. Nobody, nobody professionally factors polynomials except math teachers. Nobody, no engineer, n no computer scientist, no, n no one, no one factors polynomials. Why? Because numbers don't work out that way. Right? Like in the real world, you know, you don't have 16s and 12s for all your numbers, right? They, they just don't work out as neat and tidy as all that. Uh, our math classes are taught, our, uh, teach our students to expect answers to be whole numbers when they almost never are. And that's math, arguably one of the most useful things that you're taught in school. Okay, think about this. W what you learn in school we're supposed to value it for three reasons. So one reason you could value it is that it makes you a more productive person, like better at your job. Another reason could be like for a, a spiritual edification. You know, you learn Shakespeare, you learn philosophy, you think the great thoughts, right? And the third one is ideological indoctrination. Now, in truth, all three of those can be good and useful in their place, right? So if you go to church, if you go to a Dhamma center, right, you're getting ideological indoctrination, but it's ideological indoctrination that you choose, you want to, you want to be taught, told and inspired to live your best life in the best way that you can. But do we want a government employee doing that for our children? Is that really what we want? And if you say yes, think for a second. What if they were teaching your kids something that you don't believe in? And I'll tell you something, there's a good chance that that's the case. The other day, my son came home and he was upset. I asked him why. And he said because his history teacher had told the class that the only difference between an entrepreneur and a thief is that sometimes entrepreneurs donate a little bit of money to charities to look good. That, that's what she told him. And she, he said that everyone else in the class was nodding. Okay, yes, let me, let me write that down. That's, that's important information that we're getting. That's pure ideological indoctrination. Now, again, not all ideological indoctrination is bad. Right? The, the, the truth is that we have to teach our kids a lot of things because the world is complicated and you can't always trust your instincts and philosophy and reason and ethics are there for a reason because we don't just get them in the tap water. You know, it's important stuff, right? But I posit to you that that's not what I want for my school. And if it is, I want to be carefully choosing myself how it is my kids are taught these important issues, not having someone in the state capital you know, a retired teacher get together with a politician and them decide the ethical uh, precepts that my kids are learning. Okay, uh, n number two, um, spiritual uh, edification, right? Learning Shakespeare, learning Mozart. All these things are wonderful, right? I really, truly they are. And if, if my kids were learning uh, something uh, like that, and I was having to pay for it a la carte, would they do it? The answer is, of course, because they do anyway, right? I, I, I pay for them to have music lessons. I have paid for them to do plays. I paid for art classes. All of those things 
don't necessarily make them more productive, but they give their lives joy and meaning and pleasure and like a look into the into the depths of the creativity of the human soul. And I love it. And it's good. And actually, sometimes schools do this very well. Right. Uh, also included in this should be, I think, things like sports right? Uh, athletics, all of those things are, you know, an ability to do something that uh, allows you to have that feeling of making yourself a better person and to compete and to play and to, to, to really do the things that, say, animals do naturally, right? Uh, uh, you know, kittens, uh, when left to their own devices, will run and play and fight and uh, uh, learn how to interact with each other in all these wonderful, positive ways. And all of those things are good, right? Orchestra is good. Theater is good. Sports are good, right? But is PE class good, right? Is, is, is music class in elementary school good? The answer is sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, uh, I, I think if there's one thing that actually is the most valuable in what our schools do, it probably is that, right? For the kids that like to play in the school baseball team or like to sing in the choir, good on them. But do we need government to do that? Of course not. These things spring up constantly without that kind of interference. Most of the sports that my kids have done have been outside of school. Most of the music they've done has been outside of school. We don't need school for that. It, it can provide it, but I see no evidence that that's the best, most efficient way to do it. Oh, and by the way, if you think that uh, no poor kid would be able to engage in sports or music without uh, the government interfering, it's not true at all, right? Almost every private situation you have, you have music teachers that uh, will give free music lessons to kids. Every sports league will give, you know, scholarships. Uh, people will always donate uniforms and balls and all kinds of things to, uh, uh, to poor kids. School is not a necessary feature of this. And in fact, mostly what the schools do is support press private uh, versions of this uh, because they're giving it away for free. Okay, finally, and the one that, you know, like uh, doesn't sound the nicest, but actually is in many ways the most important is making our kids productive, right? Why are you going to school? Well, I need to get a job. Why do you need to get a job? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't that sound you know, so pedestrian compared to learning Shakespeare or something like this. But the fact is, most people will get a job and most people want to be as productive as possible. Why? Well, for one thing, they want to have a family, support their family. They want to uh, uh, do something that is useful and good for the world. It's, I don't know, have you ever had a job that you feel like you're not doing anything useful? It's miserable. You want to be doing something that's useful. If you're going to get up in the morning and drive to work and put on a tie or a uniform or whatever it is, you don't want to be building a road to nowhere. You want to be building a road that people are going to be driving on every day. And frankly, it's the same for teachers. They want to be teaching something that's useful and good. And, and when teachers are miserable, it's when they feel like they're not actually doing, uh, doing good in this world. I don't know. So now you've got the question. Are schools doing that? Are they making us more productive? Are they making our kids better able to earn money for their family and to do something useful for society? The answer is, of course, no. 
Of course, no. Right. The example of the math class, would we be learning math in that way? If we knew that we were going to have to immediately turn around and use math to make other people's lives better. Of course not. Of course not. Now, what subjects are supposedly doing that? Okay, literature, uh, English language, however you want to put it, to a certain extent, right? So in the same way that up through arithmetic, this is good and useful stuff for a lot of people. Learning how to read, good and useful stuff for a lot of people. Now, most kids are going to learn how to read just given the minimum opportunity. You read kids a bunch of books and you give them access to a bunch of books and 90 plus percent of kids are going to learn to read on their own and the few that don't, you can give them phonics, you can give them special training and they will learn to read 99% plus. It's good and it's useful, but basically most of your work is done when they're still in single digits, right? Writing is a different story. Writing is hard, but actually most people don't really do that much writing. You need to work at it. You need to practice it. But most people aren't writing big articles. Most people are writing functional emails. So again, it's useful to know how to write, but most people don't need to do know that much. And almost nobody learns how to do it well in high school anyway. Right? Uh, you know, I, I see college students all the time. They can write okay, but nothing that is going to uh, prepare them for in, in the same way that you can learn how to build a like a birdhouse in shop class but shop class in no way is preparation uh, for you know a career in manufacturing or something like that I was talking to a guy and he had quit his job ironically quit his job being a teacher and had gone to a coding academy learned how to code gotten a job and uh, was doing great. Like he was really happy and things were, were going well. And he was telling me, you know, that it took him an intense s several months, I think it was four months, to learn how to do enough to be able to go into the professional world. And he also told me he had been doing it for a year or something like that. And that even now, a year later, things had changed so much that he'd had to learn, you know, that much more uh, about his career that if he had taken that class, you know, he would no longer have been prepared. But the class was taught, you know, privately by a, a you know, a coder academy, and they had already changed substantially what they were teaching. Now, why am I telling you this? Well, the answer is because there is no way that a high school computer teacher is going to be able to keep up with that level of change. There's just no way. So if what they're teaching is only marginally useful in the job world and that someone that was actually wanting to go forth and learn how to code and get a job coding, why are we spending the time in high school? Why are you spending four years in high school taking health class and literature instead of six months at a coder academy and going to work? Okay, obviously that's not the right path for some people. Some people are going to be high-level computer scientists. They're going to be PhDs. Stanford, blah, blah, blah. Most people aren't. Most people aren't. We should be reserving that kind of intense practice for the handful of geniuses that want to be on the absolute cutting edge. And most of us should start our lives, start our careers years earlier.
years earlier, being useful, making a little bit of money, and learning what an actual job is like in our teenage years. We should be 22, ready to start a marriage, ready to start a family, with five years of work experience under our belt, ready to go to the next level or start our own job, and when we are ready. So think about it. Right now, we are in a situation where we're telling families, you must, you're required by law to, to have those kids spend years learning something that is mostly worthless, spending $15,000 per head on stuff that the kids don't like, they're miserable trying to do, is not the, uh, the ethical education that their parents want, does not make them more productive in the workforce or only minimally so. Why? Why? If we just gave people freedom to make those choices for themselves, they would be deciding much more wisely, much more efficiently, uh, in a world with much more joy than people at the state capitol choosing for them, telling your kids that you need to spend years in health class learning an amount of material that might take a long weekend, <laughs> right, uh, th that are being ideologically indoctrinated in ways that their families, that their parents would be horrified to hear, right, if they ever hear about it. And all of it at a cost way above what we would be paying if we were just doing this a la carte. Now, let me just say, I love teachers. Most teachers I know are awesome people that really want the best for their students. I don't blame teachers for the most part. I mean, except to the extent that they support their unions, because God knows the unions are not on the side of students. But mostly, this is a symptom of government, right? If government wasn't uh, tricking us into thinking that education was free, we would be looking at it in a much more hard-nosed way and saying, what's going to be helpful? Right? If we had the choice of what our students learn, we would also be taking into consideration a lot more, what do they like? What do they want? What are they good at? We are being tricked into thinking we are getting something very valuable for free when in fact what we're doing is paying a ton of money for mostly shit. Now again, I don't blame the teachers. I don't even blame the administrators. They're in a bad system. And what we need to do is get them, get ourselves, and get our children into a much better system. And what is that? Free market education. Eliminate public education. High school, middle school, college, get rid of it. We can provide for our children better than the people at the state capitol can better than uh, uh, the, the, the school unions can, better than the superintendent can.